Hey everybody, welcome back to another segment of the Sports Gaming Podcast Bookends. We're live at the STN Mobile Studio at Sunset Station. He's Jason, this is our buddy Teaser, I'm Chucky, and yes, we showed up this week. It was a forgettable week in pro football last week. You guys did great. You kicked our you-know-what. I mean, you guys were cashing five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten team parlays all day. Uh, big games got there for just, just about everyone except Monday night, but a really good game for you, a really good week for you guys last week. Yeah, cashed uh, millions of dollars in <laughs> tickets and parlay cards, and it wasn't just uh, Sunday. It was Saturday was not a particularly good game, good day as well. Um, it goes all the way back to essentially Thursday where um, the Eagles kind of got us a, a backdoor cover against the Bucks, but so much teaser money, so much parlay money on the Bucks. Uh, rolling Wait a minute, forward. teaser money? Come on, teaser. Yeah. You're, you're our mascot. You need to, to come through every once in a while. Between... Um, the Packers over the Bears, uh, Chiefs over Washington, uh, Rams over Giants. Um, it was just a, a, a and all don't, the favorites. Don't forget the in. killer in the afternoon, Dallas, the Cowboy game. Right. The, the 10 a.m.s had the favorites going seven and zero in the 10 a.m. games, and so that spells disaster for the books. And <laughs> we were lucky to get the Titans to pull the upset on Monday night, or the disaster would have continued. Uh, but again, a great week for the betters and uh, lots of cash uh, in their pockets for this week. We well, think about the afternoon games too, and and the Raiders got there, even though you know they had the turmoil of what happened with, with Gruden. You know, we didn't know what Raider team would show up. Would they kind of circle the wagons? Would there be a big letdown? They ended up winning outright, so they won on the money line. Good for the guests as well, and then. You think about the Cardinals Browns game, although they were the underdog and you know they didn't have their head coach, they're still the only undefeated team in football. So you got a lot of play on them as well. So those dogs really were, were good games for the betters as well in the afternoon with that Cowboy game. The way the Cowboy game finished, though, I mean, I mean, depending on what side you were on, you went from the missed field goal to the interception return for a touchdown. What side you were? They were all on the Cowboys. There was nobody on that. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, our side. Um, but yeah, the missed field goal. The, uh, the interception return for a touchdown, the bomb, and then Dallas wins it in overtime with a touchdown. So just the, the roar of the crowd, it sounded like a jet in the, in the book at Red Rock. It kind of went really loud, quiet, really loud, quiet. And then when that touchdown occurred, it was just craziness. But, hey, that's what it's about, and, you know, it was, uh, it was a fun week. I know you guys did really well. Yeah, two other games. The, the Jaguars get their first win in, in 20 games. We said uh, they were going to have to get off, uh, you know, out of the United States, go over to London, and, the, and they'd find themselves a win there. And right. Sure enough, they did. And uh, the other game that was was uh, big was the the Bengals blowing out the Lions. Right. The Lions um, continue to try and play hard, but a, a short number of Bengals on the road, and they're able to cover. And uh, they got another big game this week. So um, I know we'll we'll jump into this next week's games uh, in, our, in our next segment. We will kind of go will. into go into baseball, which has been absolutely outstanding as we've gone into the playoffs here, and we've seen uh, both uh, both teams take a, a, a three games to one lead and a three games, games to two, two. lead, um, and so. Uh, uh, I don't know. Going to jump into the the Astros series first? Or? Yeah, I, I think you, you look at the Astros and Red Sox. I mean, the Astros come back now, have won two straight games. They're up three two there. Um, these two teams have been in the World Series. You know, in nineteen it was the Astros. In eighteen it was the Red Sox. Um, as we talked about, Red Sox, you know, can score a lot of runs, and I think their bullpens come back to bite them a little bit. It, it did um, in, in one of the games, uh, I think two games ago, when they gave up a lot of runs late in that game. Um, Atlanta and the Dodgers, a rematch of last year, right, uh, where Atlanta was in the exact same spot, up 
3-1. They ended up losing the last three games of the series. They should have swept them already. It has been a house of horrors for the, for Atlanta, though. I think going into last night, they had lost 10 straight games in Dodger Stadium. So they really needed that win. Um, they're up 3-1 right now, but it's still against the Dodgers. Still think we're going to see a lot of Dodger money come in, especially on the next game. Yeah, and they've got the confidence to do it. I mean, Dave Roberts uh, can tell this team that they did this last year, coming back from 3-1. He's been part of a uh, you know a Red Sox team that came back right. uh, 3-1 on the Yankees, so it, it is doable. Um, they're going to go to a bullpen game here on Thursday night before they get some of their didn't their, hurt the Braves their last big, night. Big horses on right. the mound. Um, Bellinger's kind of been the guy that had the worst regular season of all the Dodgers. Right. He's now been their playoff star and getting their, their big hits. Uh, most likely not going to see Justin Turner. Okay yesterday going down to first base on a on a double play ball so we'll see his health um, moving forward but it's there this this Braves team though uh, starting the series where Freddie Freeman um, I think he had seven consecutive bats where he struck out um, and so when you have a big star like that struggling however he's turned it around yes. um, we've seen Eddie Eddie Rosario come out of right. nowhere um, two four hit games and obviously the star of almost um, a cycle last night of, of last night's right. game so if the Braves are going to get um, big games from their journeyman guys like that to go along with what Riley and Duvall and Freeman and those guys are doing um, they're on a roll right now and if they can get through the Dodgers it's going to bode well for them um, going into the World Series as um, from a pitching standpoint, we said both of these American League teams are tr- struggling to find starters, struggling to find uh, guys that can get out to the end of the bullpen. And it doesn't look like Houston, despite the fact that they have a 3-1 lead, probably not going to get McCullers back um, for the World Series. So they're they're looking for starting pitching and guys in their bullpen as well. It's interesting when you look at the three of those teams, uh, Dodgers defending champs. We talked about Houston, um, who was there in 2019, Boston in 2018. The last Atlanta Brave team to play in the World Series was in 1999. So they're looking to get back there after after a, a huge gap between their last appearance. Um, as we've talked about, Jay, it's such a fun time for us uh, this time of year. You've got baseball. We touched a little bit on uh, on pro football, but you also have the start of both uh, pro basketball and, and hockey. We're a weekend in hockey. Night's really off to a little bit of a, a slow start. Everyone keeps talking about um, no stone, no patcheretti, but it's really no Yanmark, no tuck. And then what's the influence both on and off the ice um, without having Marc-Andre Fleury? They're now one and two. Um, they uh, have given up at least three goals in every game, so they really are struggling a little bit, and Edmonton's off to a really hot start of 3-0, and and you've got the NBA season that started last night. Yeah, I mean, it's like you said, that great time of year. We're having some fun with um, some wagers that we've introduced, um, um, really talking about Golden Knights games, and right. one of the things that we talked about is people like uh, playing the puck line. Um, we've seen so much more action on the puck line, and um, due to the correlations, the puck line is not parlayable to the total, um, and so we've found a way to, to put up a prop offering that puck line to total parlay. And in doing that for hockey, we also said, you know what? We're not doing it in baseball. Let's figure out a way to do it in baseball too. So like we've added both. the yeah. we've added the run line to the total parlay. So you'll look look for that in in on, on the app um, in the props. It says uh, you know, side to total parlay, um, puck line to total parlay, and uh, so it's another great way to to be able to bet the run line to in, to the total and, and parlay and look for some yeah. Action there. We've talked about it so often that a lot of nights that we're rooting against the nights. You know, from the fan side of it, of course, you want to see them do well, but from the business side, we're rooting against the nights. But the one 
one key element is the puck line. If they just win by one by one goal, it's usually not so bad. It's when they cover the puck line. So it really is kind of a, a cool prop that we put on the board. Yeah, right and, now. and you know, regarding their 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 short prices, obviously uh, coming off the loss to the Blues, a team that has come out now three and zero and beat both the Avalanche and the Knights on the road. So the Blues are um, hot, like you talked about Edmonton, and right. um, we've seen uh, amazingly enough Buffalo, Buffalo off to right. a three and zero start, Florida off to a three and zero start, and one of the biggest surprises is um, Stanley Cup losers last year, the Montreal Canadiens start off 0-4, so um, you know maybe it's a little bit of that Stanley Cup hangover and, and not ready to go, but um, just in the infancy of the NHL season here, and we, we'll see if the Knights can turn things around. Even, they need to get healthy. Right. You talked about yeah. the injuries that they have there. Um, it's still believe that this is a, a quality team that can make a, a, a playoff run, a Stanley Cup run, but man, they've got to start playing some better hockey, and they look they look slow. They don't right. look like they've been ready for the season. You'd rather have some of these injuries now. You never want to have them, but you'd rather have them early in the season. I really think Tuck's a big part of it. I mean, the speed element that he brought to that team, um, uh, the two-way player of Yanmark, just from a depth perspective right now, um, th- they're really bringing up a lot of kids and, exper- and they're getting uh, some NHL experience early in their careers. Um, this, with Stone and Pacioretty being out, th- this, this, this stretch is going to come down uh, to Marshy, Carlson, and right. Smith. That that number two line, quasi number one line now, um, they've got to find a way to put the puck in the net. Defensively, though, they're still really good. I love the defense, and I think that's going to keep them in a lot of games and give these young kids an opportunity to produce on the offensive end with Theodore and Pertangelo. I mean, they've got some big guns on the back end of it now. And, of course, with Leonard, too. I mean, I, I think they're fine back there. Not a lot of depth as far as the tandem goes like last year, um, but we'll see how that all plays out. And then as we kind of – and Chicago, too. You know, they made all those moves in the offseason. I think we had the second-most tickets on the Blackhawks to win the Stanley Cup. Go out and get Seth, Seth Jones, get Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, they make McCabe. They make a lot of trades, yet they are uh, 0-3-1 right now, so off to a very slow start as well. Yeah, giving up a ton of shots in the first period. Ton. Fleury's been absolutely uh, peppered with the puck, so um, they'll, they'll find a way to turn things around there. One one victory will you know, lead them to another way, but it's been great. You know, you talk right. about hockey, basketball uh, opening last two nights. The, the, the NBA games were absolutely fantastic last night. A lot of games coming down to the buzzer. We saw a crazy, a crazy uh, Celtics Knicks game great, uh, right. going into overtime, and the, and the points. We see um, some major upsets with the the Kings uh, beating the Blazers, and and uh, Nuggets going knock Phoenix off in in, in their first game. Warriors, the Warriors beat the Lakers. Beat the Lakers. Right, so yeah. um, the the NBA looks uh, looks fantastic already. Two games in, and uh, can't wait to continue to watch those games. Yeah, it's just fun for us guys, and this is such a great time. Uh, and I can't stress enough: we love when you guys come out, spend time, and all all of our books and properties, and have fun. But it's a great time to have the app right now. We still have that bonus going on till the end of the month, up to $500. Get signed up now because there's so many cool things going on, and we're not that far away from college basketball. Can't wait to get there. <laughs> Me too. Real quick, guys, before we get in the next segment, we're going to touch on college football just briefly. There's about five or six, I think, kind of marquee games this week um, that we're looking at. at USC and Notre Dame. Just a lot of history between those two schools. Uh, you love it when they play. Clemson and Pitt. Um, you know, Pitt's the favorite in this game. If you had looked at this game before the season started, Clemson would have been the favorite. Really struggle offensively and being able to score. Um, Oregon, UCLA, the, the Chip Kelly Bowl, right? <laughs> that, that He's got a shot there. Tennessee, Bama. Uh, Nevada and Fresno and Ohio State and Indiana. Anything you want to touch on in the college yeah, league? Utah, Oregon State's another great game. Um, talk about that Clemson pit. You know, we, we've seen Clemson just dominate college football for the past several years, and um, they haven't been that Clemson that we know and love. And these teams, given the opportunity to go. What do you mean, know beat, and love? We were rooting against them most beat, of the time. Beat, but be, be, be able to go beat Clemson. Right. Um, Syracuse played them really tough last week, and, and now Pittsburgh with their chance to go knock off Clemson. So um, you're, you're seeing that. that uh, 
the betters loving Clemson flipping and going to the other side because this team just can't score. And uh, there's, you know, that Nevada Fresno is a big game, but there's another big game. Surprisingly enough, we're going to call it a big game. It's got to be tonight, right? Thursday night, eight <laughs> o'clock. San Jose State at UNLV. I, I, I'm, we'll be there. I get, I'm getting chills that I, I, I think the Rebels have a chance tonight to put their first win on the board as um, Starkle, the starting quarterback for San Jose State, is most likely going to be out of the game, uh, giving the Rebels a shot. They're still an underdog going into the game. Uh, but, but the uh, number has come down. I, th- I think the Rebels may be live tonight. I think it's that big new slot machine that they have in the end zone. I think it's going to be going cha-ching a lot tonight. Wait a minute. There's no cash in those, right? But, but anyway, we'll be right back, and we're going to dive into uh, the pro football schedule for this week. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Hey guys, we're back on the Sports Gaming Podcast bookends, and I know you guys are on the edge of your seats because we gave you such good information and such good stats last week. You kicked our butts, right? <laughs> so we're going to dive into the pros this week, too. First game Thursday night, uh, Denver-Cleveland. Kind of a strange game because we really haven't seen this before. Almost a identical 50-50 ticket count. And I think you look at these two teams, Denver got off to a 3-0 and start, have lost three games in a row. Those first three games, we kind of had said they were a paper lion. They hadn't really played anybody. Um, Cleveland really has the injury bug, though. They had the big lead two weeks ago against the Chargers. Lost. Lost at home against Arizona. Their entire starting backfield of Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt are all out. Not sure about OBJ. Landry might play tonight. Offensive line's a little bit banged up. We've seen that number come down. But Case Keenum is the quarterback. He's got 65 pro starts. He's won a playoff game. And they brought him in here as a veteran quarterback to win games like this. He's against the Broncos in Bridgewater. This number's come down about a point and a half to two points uh, because of the Mayfield injury. Yeah, uh, kind of an ugly game from a standpoint of who's playing in the game right. and what kind of offenses we're going to see. Um, we've seen, the, again, the, the line move a little bit more to the under um, as well with all the offensive injuries. And, uh, you know, whether you're going to watch this one or you're going to be watching that uh, Brave Dodger game is uh, going to be a choice because I don't know how or you're going to... Or the gonna, UNLV game, right? I don't know how you're going uh, <laughs> to push end. through watching right. this game with these guys. But, um, again, somebody's going to win this game and somebody's going to catch you a ticket. I think it's a big game for both these teams because the loser falls to three and four, especially in Cleveland's case, Um, because we're going to go right into a game that really has an impact on them, that it's Cincy and the Ravens on Sunday. And I know you've got some pretty uh, cool stats you want to throw out, but you look at Cincy now, who's four and two. Think about the Ravens. They lost opening Monday night here against the Raiders. They've now won five straight games, and they actually have the best record in the AFC. And Lamar Jackson isn't just doing it with his legs, he's doing it with his arm. And I think this is a team that it doesn't matter who's at running back. They've got a number of guys they can kind of mix in. We saw Le'Veon Bell uh, last week get a touchdown. They're a really good team, but whoever wins here now, if the Ravens win and they're in the middle of a four-game home winning streak, they'll have six wins. A loss by Cleveland puts them at three and four. They'll really be chasing the Ravens, but I know you got some cool stats. Yeah, and this isn't the this isn't the Bengals team that uh, you know we we are used to seeing in Cincinnati. This Joe Burrow and uh, what they've done there, they've kind of uh, changed the culture, and they've been you know now are a winning team and threatening in the in the North. Um, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, though the we watch a Monday night where 
they look awful against the Colts. Right. They, they come back, 10 minutes to go, down 25-9, to nine, um, score two touchdowns, two-point conversions, then go into overtime and win that game. And then they rebound with a just completely dominating victory uh, against the Los Angeles Chargers in a game that we expected to be you know, one of the best games in the week. The Ravens just absolutely dominated that game. And when we talk about Lamar Jackson and the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, we talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and his... I own you to the Chicago Please. Bears fans, and um, I think what is he now? 20, I'm like Olin Cruz. I want to punch him in the face. Twenty one and twenty one and five. I think he is right. against the Bears. Well, Lamar Jackson has owned the Cincinnati Bengals. He's five and zero oh in his career against the Bengals. And the last three, I got to look at the board. The scores <laughs> of the last three games. They're, it's not even funny. The Ravens have beat the Bengals thirty eight to three, twenty seven to three, and forty nine to thirteen. So um, there is the history there of the Ravens um, absolutely owning the Cincinnati Bengals. Teaser, you're going to have to really help out on the Bengals this week. You know, seventy four percent of the tickets are on the Bengals as well. So I think uh, you know, a highly on the Ravens, seventy four percent of the Ravens, yeah, highly educated guests kind of know that stat as well. But but you're right. I mean, it's a big game for 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 Cincy to really kind of maybe narrow that gap a little bit. The number has come down though. I think offensively, when you look at Burrow, and I know you touched on him, um, those receivers of Chase and, and, and Boyd and Higgins are really talented. And then you've got um, Joe Mixon in the backfield. So offensively, they're really good. We'll see if they can stop that Raven attack at all. But as you said, I mean, some of those games have just gone, you know, sailing over as far as points go um, for the Ravens. Uh, I think which is kind of maybe the marquee game of the week, and that's KC and the Titans. Um, 55% of the tickets are on the Titans. Um, they come off that big Monday night win against the Bills. They scored in six straight uh, uh, series against the Bills. That game had the most, uh, I think, um, uh, changes in the lead, seven that we've ever seen on a, on a Monday night football game. And it's a strange game because KC was four and a half before that game. After the game, they were even a bigger favorite, which is funny because Tennessee played so well. I think they exposed Buffalo's defense a little bit. Buffalo and Tennessee are no, both 4-2. and two. If they end up tied at the end of the season, Tennessee would get it because of tiebreakers. Um, but there's a reason why that number went up, and you're going to touch on that. Yeah, the Titans, um, you watch the, the back end of that uh, Titan defense against the Bills. They've got major injuries on the backside with Farley being out in Corley. Uh, cornerback, and we saw Breland have to come in, and the Bills were able to kind of pick on him with a pass interference call and a Beasley wide open in the in the end zone. So right. um, the Titans are going to have to shore up that defensive backfield. And again, um, if the defensive backfield is your weakness, and the Kansas City Chiefs are coming to town, um, that doesn't uh, bode well for you as this Chiefs offense um, has not been the issue. Um, they've been able to score points at will. It's a little bit of turnovers here from Mahomes has kept other teams in games, right. even um, in their big win last week in Washington. Mahomes um, still had a, a bad interception, some bad turnovers to keep Washington in that game for a period of time, um, and then they were able to kind of blow them out late. But Tennessee, Tennessee does have the offense to obviously stay right. in this game, to win this game. Anytime you can put Der- the ball in Derrick Henry's hand um, is going to be even more helpful in that you're keeping that chief offense off the field. Uh, Kelsey was banged up early in the week, so we'll see what his status is. Check his status before going into game time. Does he, if Travis Kelsey's going to be on the field for the Chiefs, expected to play, but again, banged up early right. in the week. And this total is a, a monster <laughs> total. We're looking right. at a uh, 57 and a half, somewhere in that range uh, from a point spread standpoint. Super high as expected with these two offenses. Uh, really, maybe not even the two offenses. The two defenses um, that really haven't been able to stop anybody with these offenses. And uh, Tannehill was able to find A.J. Brown um, last week. One of the key reasons why they were able to beat the Bills. Um, he was a kind of, uh, he's been out and he's been a disappearing um, act in their early games. So if A.J. Brown can find a way um, way to get Julio Jones back right. to go along with Derrick Henry, um, you could see another upset here. Well, you touched on 
and I really think the big key is Derrick Henry. I mean, if you're Tennessee and you want to stay in this game, you know that your DBs are banged up. It's got to be a lot of Henry to the left, Henry to the right. Control, control some clock and hope you can make some of those big plays. I love Grable. I think he always comes up with something kind of cool and different and fun, um, innovative offensively to get his team into the end zone or, or convert a two-point conversion. Uh, but it's a fun game for both these two teams. And, I mean, from our side, I'm not sure who we're going to be rooting for right now, just uh, the way the ticket count is on well, Tennessee. People remember what they saw last, right. and they saw Tennessee beat who they thought was the best team in the AFC in the, in the Buffalo Bills. Um, and remember, Buffalo just beat Kansas City right. uh, the week before. So Handily. Now, yeah, right. so yep. now, you know you just beat a team that beat Kansas City in Kansas City, and now so you're saying Tennessee at home can't beat Tennessee, who lost to the Bills on I, the road. I so love the that, way the schedule It's that round-robin yep. kind of yep. format. Really um, cool that uh, kind of plays out here. But again, it's a short week for the Titans coming off the Monday night game, a big emotional game, a big emotional win for that team. Um, so we'll see if they can get back up right away. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching that game. Another game that maybe isn't a, a marquee game, isn't something that everybody has marked off like I want to watch it, but there's kind of an interesting trend here, and it's Atlanta and Miami. Um, Miami uh, played last week in London, and you can choose now if you want to come back and have your buy or if you want to play. Jacksonville chose their bye. Miami's choosing to play, and I think that's evident in the point spread where Atlanta, who's coming off their bye, because they had played in London the week before, uh, has won two games in a row. 54% of the tickets are in Atlanta, and they're a small road favorite against Miami. Yeah, and... uh there's other outdoor, outside the field issues here right. with a lot of chatter about um, Deshaun Watson and Tua being traded and some other stuff going on. Um, n- don't understand why the Dolphins wouldn't take their bye week after the after the trip overseas. Um, you know, the short trip back, the long travel, playing the Falcons on on extra rest. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Ridley didn't play in London. He will he'll, play he'll, here. He'll, right? he'll be back, um, which doesn't bode well because the the Dolphins are hurting in their secondary, both Xavier. Um, Howard and uh, Williams are going to be out for them. Um, a team that's ju- you know just coming off a loss right. to the Jaguars, and now the the, the Falcons come into town. So um, kind of a, a short favorite the Falcons are. We'll see if uh, Miami can find a way here, but not a good uh, good kind of. Uh, trend from returning from London to actually play a game. You know, one of the interesting things is that this could be, and and you said some of the off-field kind of distractions, and usually where there's smoke, there's fire with stuff like this, and it could be to his last game as as, uh, quarterback of the Dolphins, but one of the interesting twists or rumors, and right now, just kind of in the rumor stage is what we're hearing, though, is that there could be a three-team deal, that it's Miami, the Texans, and the Washington football team, that Tua would actually go to Washington, and what's interesting about that, you've got Fitz Patrick and Tua together again in Washington. How does that play out? Because there's a chance that Fitzpatrick is back this week. Going to dive into another game, guys. Jets, Patriots. Highest ticket count of the week is on the Patriots at 90%. These two teams played earlier in the season. What was that outcome, Jay? Well, the Patriots went and beat them up pretty good in New York, 25-6. to um, This was um, Zach Wilson's second game as a pro, and uh, he threw four interceptions in that game. And that really what was allowed, what allowed the Patriots to kind of blow them out. Patriots settled for four field goals um, in that game. Um, but you go back and look a little bit closer at this game. The Jets dominated uh, the game time of possession-wise. Jets had more first downs in the game. Jets had more um, rushing yards in the game. Jets had more passing yards in the game. So um, Patriots were a five-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, um, only a touchdown favorite here. A um, lot of ticket count on the Patriots, but I just caution a little bit um, that maybe this would be a spot for the Jets as they're coming off their bye week, and they did play this Patriot team pretty tough. They just suffered the four interceptions, which 
tough to stay in a football right. game when you turn the ball over. And four you think times. about New England. I mean, just what 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 came out of them or what was taken out of them in that game against Dallas. I mean, they played a tough schedule of late. You know, I think two weeks ago or uh, three weeks ago they had Tampa, then they had Dallas this past week. So they've had kind of a, a tough schedule of late. Well, they, they, they've, looking they've past played the to the level of their opponent. Absolutely. We saw them play the Bucks. You know, we, we were loving them against the Bucks. They, they played Dallas and, and, and were right in that game. And they went to Houston and almost lost. And almost lost. So right. they, they're playing to the level of their opponent. So if they have that Again, down week covering that uh, that touchdown spread might be a little bit hard. Yep. Uh, the last game we're going to touch on in this segment is afternoon game is Raiders-Eagles. Eagles have been the darlings, though, of the betters. For whatever reason, the last three weeks, um, you've seen well, the numbers come the down. darling of, of the books. Well, we, two, two of those three, yeah, we're good. Yeah, you should say that right. Uh, two of those three have been uh, have come down. They got the win against Carolina. They went outright after losing that game. And I don't know how they covered last Thursday night against um, against Tampa. Was it 28-7? They scored the two touchdowns. And they gave me no confidence when they scored that last touchdown, that they would convert a two-point conversion. But they did. Somehow we got the clock to run out. 28-22, game we shouldn't have won. Should have won the Cowboy game, but we didn't. But that just happens. But it's the Raiders at home now. They come off that big win um, against Denver. They're 4-2. Record-wise, they're tied with the Chargers for first place in the AFC West. 82% of the tickets are on the Raiders. We saw this game tick up to 3.5 and and back down to 3, which really surprised me. I still think it goes up, and we're Eagle fans, by kickoff on Sunday. Yeah, if you watch Eagle games, there to me, there's no semblance of an organized offense. Um, it's the Jalen Hurts show. Uh, he scrambles left and he scrambles right, and whether he can find somebody uh, that's that's running a broken route, um, uh, whether it's the he has more sport. rushing touchdowns than he does passing. Yeah, touchdowns. There, there's there's no semblance of an offense, and they go this week uh, right after the Thursday name lame last week, and they trade Zach Ertz to the Cardinals. So. What is the reaction of the team when you trade a veteran um, tight end like that? One of your better players, one of your leaders. Um, how do they, you know, react this week? They've been in games. Um, they're they're. It's the Jalen Hurts show. That's that's all you can say that the Eagles are. They haven't had um, Sanders really able to run the football. Devontae Smith has not been the dynamic receiver um, that we maybe expected to see um, the Heisman Trophy winner I think be. It's more a product of that offense. But though. their defense has kept them in games right. to where he can kind of scramble and get these late covers. Um, the one thing with the Eagles that they do have a problem with is stopping the run. I think they're allowing over 135 rushing yards a game. And the Raiders, the one thing the Raiders haven't been able to do, I think they're 30th in in uh, in rushing, obviously, with the way Carr's been throwing the right. ball. They haven't been able to run the ball. So maybe this is a week where the Raiders can get Jacobs or Drake or somebody um, kind of going more in that running game. And if they're able to get that running game going along with what they have with Waller and Ruggs, and imagine how effective the play-action right. play pass will work um, with those dynamic receivers out they there. Both so been banged up a little yep. bit though too, and I think with the, with the Ertz, everybody expected it to happen though. Maybe before the season, it's not like they're they're trading a piece and they don't have anyone. I mean, Dallas Goddard is back. I mean, he he was the heir apparent to that position anyway. It was more of a, a timeshare, and maybe Goddard even like sixty forty before then. So you might as well see what you can get for Ertz in that case. And and I think they did, but I think it really helps the Arizona Cardinals getting another weapon like that for for Kyler Murray. Uh, we're going to come back and we're going to touch on the two primetime games. And our favorite segment, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll be right back on Bookends. Locals, here's how easy it is to start betting on games with the STN Sports app. They have sign-up locations across Las Vegas, so no matter where you are, you're less than five minutes away from getting started. They have convenient withdrawal and deposit options, so you can access your money at any time, even from the comfort of home. And once you're in, you're in. 
You can bet on all major sports even as the action is happening with a huge in-play wagering menu. So download the STN Sports app today and get started betting with a local favorite for over 40 years. Hey gang, we're back for our final segment of bookends. We're going to touch on the two primetime games and then get to our uh, good and the bad and the ugly segment. Primetime, Sunday night football, Indianapolis Colts, San Francisco 49ers. It's one of the few dogs that we actually have a higher ticket count on this week, Jay, uh, than the favorite. And 58% of the tickets are on the Indianapolis Colts. It's Carson Wentz. It's the 49ers, which we think Jimmy Garoppolo will be back right now. And they're coming off three straight losses. Yeah, I'll start with the the Colts. And, and Carson Wentz has been uh, resurgent these last couple weeks. We saw him play really, really good on the Monday night um, at Baltimore, where unfortunately they you know kind of blew that late game with the, the missed kicks. Uh, Blankenship with a field goal blocked and, a, and a, then, a, then a missed kick and then the Ravens go down and score, but Wentz had an absolutely fantastic game in that game, and then he looked really, really good against uh, you know that Texans team, but uh, passing averaged over 20 yards a game. T.Y. Hilton back, so he's got another weapon there, and obviously the, the weapon that the Colts carry is um, in that running game with Taylor, um, able to, a great offensive line, able to run the football, um, so the, the Colts are turning into a team that can win games, but uh, Niners um, coming off their bye week after losing three straight, open the season with two wins, lose three straight games, all kinds of mess uh, on that offense. Uh, Kittle on the IR. We've seen the disappearance of Brandon Ayuk. Um, the running game has been a mess, um, whether it's uh, you know Mostert, who they lost in the opening right. game of the season, um, Mitchell and Sermon. Um, now they're potentially going to get Garoppolo back. It's actually, I was actually hoping to see Trey, Trey Lance, and we would see Trey Lance versus Carson Wentz, and we'd have what was the cool about quarterback that? matchup from North Dakota State. I think that would have been the, ever the seen first that time before, ever we've right. see, we seen a, you know, an FCS school with, uh, with two starters playing head-to-head in, in, uh, in the pros. But um, this is I think this is a huge, monumental game for both teams. Um, obviously, with the way the Rams and the uh, Cardinals are playing in that NFC West, if the Niners want to stay in this hunt, this is a must-win game for them. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, you talk about that division, and um, we, we know how good Arizona is and the Rams right now. We had talked about it all season, that this is maybe the best division in football, and we've kind of seen both San Francisco and the next game we're going to touch on, the Monday night game, Seattle kind of fall off. So we're going to kind of you know, and the other thing on the Colts side of things, most likely out of that AFC South, we're not going to see a wild card team. So you're, you're going to have to win the division. So the Titans' big win over Buffalo. Right. Obviously, they played the Chiefs this week. Um, if the Colts are going to stay in that one, this this one becomes a big one for them. Absolutely as well. agree. So Monday Night Football now. It's it's the Saints uh, at Seattle. Fifty six percent of the tickets are on the Saints. Um, they're starting to get a little healthier themselves. Uh, Michael Thomas can come off the injury reserve list, but he's not going to play in this game. Um, they, they've got Kamara. They come off their bye week. Seattle, I mean, we thought Seattle was one of the best teams in football when the season started, especially offensively. Interesting stat. Seattle threw six games this year, 0-5-1 overs. So it just goes to show you that their defense has been on the field a ton. Unders. Unders, unders, unders. I'm sorry, unders. Yeah, their defense has been on the field a ton, even with Russell Wilson. He gets hurt. They really can't score. Um, You've got big-time wideouts in Metcalf and Lockett, uh, but that offense isn't the same that we've seen before. And a loss here, you really look at this team, um, the season's just about over for them. You're not going to get Carson or Wilson back from IR till maybe week 10 or after. They're at home, which has usually been a, a tough place for anybody to play. Um, but 56% of the tickets are on the Saints, and they're a little under a touchdown favorite yeah, right now. Yeah, long, long trip for the Saints. Uh, you know, if we would have said a Monday night two years ago that we were going to get to see Jameis Winston versus Geno Smith, um, you'd probably be questioning what's going on and, and how it wouldn't these be these two teams that were playing. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, like we said, these are, these are those games that you, um, 
you're going to cash it. Somebody's going to cash a ticket. One of these sides is going to win, and and uh, you know that uh, maybe gives you the reason to go in and turn turn this game on and saying, hey, you know, I'm going to cheer for Seattle. I'm going to cheer for the Saints, or I'm going to cheer for a for an over or an under, and and uh, be able to again to those build, unders build those with, with Seattle really again oh five and one under. They, they've got to be able to run the fall, ball effectively, and if Carson's not there, the young kid Collins, uh, they've got to be able to run the. Despite, he may not play despite the fact that they've got those big right. those big wideouts. Um, you know, they've got to be able to run the ball because that defense is. Just not very you know, good. Collins is banged up with a hip injury as well. He might not go, um, but it does look like they're going to activate Rashad Penny, who seems like he's been there for a long time. He was only drafted in 2018, and, and he was kind of that one-two punch with Carson. So I think it's going to be Penny and Collins somewhat on Monday you night. Know, and I jokingly talk about Geno Smith, but... Um, came in late in the in the game that Russell Wilson got hurt. Got a full week of practice. Um, went to Pittsburgh last week. First half looked absolutely horrible. Um, the, the, the the Seahawks looked terrible in the first half against the Steelers. But the second half they looked like a, a viable football team. They were able to move the football, uh, able to find guys open. So you know now that he's had a full week and a half, two weeks of practice, um, maybe that gives that Seahawks offense a little yep. bit of a chance. Yeah, I agree. So we kind of touched on the football schedule this week, you guys. Some really good games, again, highlighted, I think, by that uh, Tennessee-Kansas City game. But now we're going to jump into our favorite segment. I know John's got that whistle queued up for a little good, the bad, and the ugly there. Um, so first, the good. And we're going to go over to baseball now, baseball postseason. The lost art of baseball. The stolen base. Uh, The lowest total stolen bases this year since 1973. But teams are stealing wins in the postseason this year. Teams are 31 for 33. And I don't believe there's been a National League catcher that has thrown anybody out in the postseason this year. I'm a baseball purist. I I love the stolen base. I love small ball. Glad to see it back again. 31 for 33 in stolen bases. Well, and as we go into the World Series, I'll give a... A pitch for Taco Bell as you <laughs> right you steal right. a taco. So right. when we see that first Man. stolen base in the World Series, you can go get that free Wait, taco. Are they one of our sponsors? <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. Yep. So the bad now. We're going to stick with baseball. And, and it's funny that you mentioned that you're a baseball purist and, and love the tradition of baseball. And um, I would say that, you know, baseball is probably my favorite sport. Um, love watching baseball, traditionalist. And as baseball started to change the game and we started to see uh, seven-inning doubleheaders and guys starting on second base in extra innings and um, mound visits uh, limits and pitchers having to pitch three outs, <laughs> I wasn't sure how that was going to make me feel as a, as a baseball fan. And I, I to be perfectly honest, I'm fine with all of it. I think it's you it's, do know that the new that 200 wins now for a pitcher is the new 300 because nobody's even close. It 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 has made the game a little bit quicker, and and I don't see a problem um, with any of those changes that have been made. But I think there's a change that has to be made um, moving forward, and that's um, in watching these playoff games. The umpiring has been absolutely horrid. Um, we're leaving it in the bad category instead of putting it in the ugly category. But I mean, it's been it's been bad watching some of these playoff games. Um, we saw some some questionable calls in the Di- uh, Dodgers-Giants series. Um, watching this Astros-Red um, Sox series uh, the last couple days has been there's been a lot of missed calls from a balls and strike standpoint. And um, the the hard part is when you see what is the automated strike zone, you know, on the television. Uh, 
broadcast and it's telling you it's a strike, but the umpires don't know it's a strike. It, it, it just makes it that much harder to watch. Um, so I think that baseball, um, from a traditional standpoint, love the tradition of baseball, right. but it's so much more important to get the calls right. And um, the umpiring seems to really be affecting the game. Um, and, and the players aren't deciding the game on the field. The umpires are deciding the game. You, you know, with that said, and I think that's a, a valid point. We've talked about it a lot. Also in pro football, we've talked about the, the clock running out with how many seconds you have. And, you know, we, we talked about it in basketball where you actually hear a, a buzzer and, and it changes to, to red um, when the shot clock expires. Well, in football, we see it so many times that it is showing all zeros and the, the, the quarterback is still behind center. And we're screaming and it doesn't happen. Why doesn't football try to get that right too? A buzzer, a, you know, fireworks, whatever they have to do. Um, because it's We're just one more official to watch the something to watch the play clock. Something. Yeah. But we, I think the, that could be a The Ravens too. over the Lions right. was a was a play clock that yep. was missed and, and there was a, a monster play clock miss in the Dallas uh, Patriot game. Right. Um, both affected again, the, the outcome. Again, we're bitter. Right. Um, both, those, both, of <laughs> no. those, both of those play clock right. non-calls affected us adversely. Um, but again, important to get it, get it right, get the calls yeah. right. Yeah, I just think that you know they, they get a lot of calls right. But, I mean, in those particular cases, I think they, they could improve those as well. So now we're going to get into the ugly. I mean, we talked about um, pro football and, and some of the big, uh, big spreads this week. We know that Tampa's around a 13-point favorite against Chicago. Uh, the Rams are a 15-point favorite uh, against Detroit. Arizona's a 17-and-a-half-point favorite against Houston. We're only in Week 7. But I think an interesting stat over the last couple of years, teams that are two-touchdown favorites or more, this is ugly. You're the way the better team. You're a huge favorite. You're only 8-10-1 against the number. So you look at these teams and you're going to say, hey, I know the Cardinals are better than, than the Texans. I know the Rams are better than the Lions. But are they better by 15 and 17 and a half points is the key element. Well, we'll see. We'll see Goff make his return to L.A. Um, as the huge underdog. And obviously the Lions, have um, they've, they've come close to, to pulling a couple upsets. Stafford back against uh, the Lions, and, and too. And Stafford against the Lions. So, yeah, a, a, a real interesting matchup there um, in Los Angeles. And, and obviously we'll see if this um, Arizona Cardinal team uh, can continue their role. Um, Houston has, has just been getting blown out. Um, week after week, uh, stayed in the one game with the Patriots, but uh, boy, this Cardinal team, and now you add another uh, element in, in Ertz going there, um, that offense can only get better. Yep, it's going to be fun, guys. Don't forget, get signed up for STN Sports. We still have that uh, bonus going on through the end of the month. Tick, of tick, up tick. To, it's of, it's tick, almost tick gone. Of up to $500. And don't forget, skip the line. We've got kiosks at all of our properties, uh, the El Cortez, our Wildfire Gaming properties. So, again, we love when you guys come out. Love you have the app. But really, you can do deposits on the kiosks as well. So when we know when it's busy on the weekends, it really is convenient. Um, our mobile app, dependable, reliable. Sportsbook's been around for 40 years. Just a great time to get it right now. And, uh, hey, this is another week. Remember, we gave you some great information last week. I'm hoping we did again this week. Teaser, if you still want to be a member of this three-group better come up with some wins this one, week. One thing, last thing to mention, last man standing. Um, 76 contestants wow. left in pro last man standing. Only 31 contestants left in college last man standing. So it's getting down to, you know, surprisingly enough, six weeks through, we're down to those low numbers. Normally we see these contests go kind of to that 12 right, to 14 right. week range. Uh, but again, the games have been somewhat tough um, early, early going here. Um, but uh, yeah, 76 in the pro, 31 in last man standing. If you've gotten through... Um, the 
six weeks. Congratulations and uh, good luck this week. 150 guaranteed in the pros, 100,000 in the college. We'll see what happens next week. Guys, it's been great. We'll see you next week. He's Jason. This is our buddy Teaser. I'm Chucky. We'll see you on the Sports Gaming Podcast. Bookends next week. We'll be right back. 